Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, 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 because you know in time you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation, a show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes, they come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Centennial. Yeah, Centennial, that's what that is. Now, Sorry for the technical difficulties. We just need to do this ten times over so we can reach four digits instead of just three. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm ready. If you can tell. I, uh, I, uh, I have a... I have a clog in the nostrils. Yeah, we've been sick over here. For a little bit. Yeah. Not me. We no, were... not you, son. You haven't been here. We were kind of let down, though. When we found out it wasn't, you know, the new variant of our, you know, love child. Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron. You know, the next one should be Dyslepticon. How are they naming them this time? How about Omicron? How about Cyclops? Cyclops is a good one. That would be a good one. Because, you know, they're doing it what they did with the Reign of Terror or, you know, the terrorist thing, the war on terror. You know, for 20 years, they made you all scared. They're probably going to do that for 20 years with COVID. No. Yeah. They go, no variant, much more deadly. It's supposed what to be to like, Delta? It's supposed to be like five years or something. That was the premonition or like the... What people think it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I believe when I watched that video, it said about five years, they're going to make us wear masks on and off, and they're going to scare us with new viruses. Yeah, whatever this virus is, it's not making the news. And it sucks nards. I don't, I don't know what this is, but whatever we have fucking sucks. My whole face is red and raw. Well, that's from something else. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be squirting it all over my face all day long. Like, I mean, I already got snot there, too, and then you're rubbing it in? Giving me face massages? 
With your spunk? Something wrong with that? Well, it's, my face is already raw from blowing my nose all day. Yeah? Yeah, so, you know, it kind of hurts. Great, we're turning into the mushroom slap hour. Especially afterwards, didn't you put your mouth down there? Speaking of mushroom slap hour, Murky, they said. That bastard. Everything we say is child's play when you compare us to a Marque de Sade. Oh, that guy was a sick well, piece Marquis. of shit. Like the biggest piece of shit I ever heard about. Yeah. But he, I'm I'm contemplating whether or not to cover his book. He makes modern, like, people, that modern criminals and rapists and child molesters look like child's play. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It'll make your head hurt. Yeah. Some of this stuff is just... I don't know. What do you think, honey? You think we should do 120 days of Saddam? Yeah, I think we should try and find that movie and then, you Watch know, the movie instead of listen to the book? Well, we can listen to the book, too. We already started that, but... I think watching, I don't know if I could watch the movie. It's, it, I don't yeah. know if I could watch the movie. It's, the the book is absolutely horrifying, especially with triggers and trauma and, you know, sexual trauma. It might be best not to discuss all of it. Why not? Well, any women listeners or any sexual abuse listeners might get triggered by just hearing this kind of stuff. Yeah, if they have not PTSD, even... it's not good for them. Yeah, well, they wouldn't be triggered by, you know, you and your son's relationship. It triggered me, yes, like a lot. I feel so disgusting for putting my son through a lot of shit over the years. I need to repent my sins to the spaghetti monster. You could just do it to the orgy of the universe. Okay, or the Big Bang. Yeah. Yeah, the big bang. The biggest bang that there ever was. Big time bang. Son, I hope you forgive me. I'm giving you the silent treatment. Okay, that's fair. Is that for taking away the pussy or giving you the pussy when you're a little kid? Giving. Wow. That's awkward. The entire time I thought you would like it. Well, the boners and the spunk or the sperm, I mean, that's what made me think he liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. I guess I guess I read his body language wrong. So if this is your first episode, go back. Now, this is part two. Of a biography. Baby, you sound so enthusiastic. We're going out with the bang. Going out? We're stepping into 100. Yeah, I just mean like we're super sick and we're basically dying. Yeah. We're making this episode and it's supposed to be super exciting. Woo! (laughs) And we feel like utter dog shit. Kind of sucks. We've been looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say. Man plans. <laughs> Spaghetti monster laughs. 
Yeah, you should just go with the flow, because planning shit definitely never works out in your favor when Who you're cares? when you're being over pushy, you know? So, it was silly of me to think that Marquis de Sade could have possibly been another word or another name for Marquis de Ward. Because Marquis is just a title for within a family. It's actually like a position below a duke and above a count for a family. That's okay. We all make mistakes. We're here to learn, right? That's that's literally what we're doing. I had no idea what the fuck that was. I don't even know what the fuck a duke is. So, I mean, is it like a big log that just falls out of your asshole? A what is? Like a big duke? You know what I'm saying? Big dukey? No, a duke is regional person. So, like, a town. There's, like, basically, like, a king, but it's not a king. It's, it's like, the ruler of the area? It's a little bit different, but I think it's, uh... He was a landowner with servants, quote-unquote, worked on his land. So you get money out of the resources you can harvest from the land. Sounds awesome. So, we left off the Marquis de Sade being imprisoned with his manservant, Mr. Slay. And I found in Source 9, which cited a long drawn-out article with the Smithsonian website indicating the Marquis de Sade and the Mr. Slay went into the same prison together in the fortress of Miolons in the south of France. Just four months after, the Marquis and the Mr. Slave escaped. See what I mean? If you did not listen to the previous episode, you wouldn't know about the Mr. Slave and, uh, you know, how Mr. Slave is the booty of a Marquis de Sade, but pirate. That's right. That was like his boyfriend or something. They ran away together. More like a boy toy. Okay, boy toy. Same thing. Kind of like, you know... Man like friends with benefits, or just for fun. Yeah, you know. maybe really close friends. A situationship. Yes, most definitely some sort of situation occurred between those two. Yes, <laughs> lots of situations, it sounds like. And positions. Yes. Yes. Many of those. Well, yeah. Position many, is a situation, right? As many as you can when you're putting it in someone's butt. Or they're putting it in yours. You think they did a sit and spin? You well, know, I think so. They probably did. Uh, that's my favorite. It's so much fun. You know, with like a chain swing from the ceiling? You Put Mr. Slave in there? Do pull-ups as you go up and down? Yeah. Now, where do you think a highly despised nobleman that had an effigy made for him and his sodomy servant for execution go? Where would you guys think? It would have been a place, uh, you know, nobody would think to look for, right? Yes, somewhere far away. Perhaps not. My word, they go. Marquis de Sade went into the hiding. They didn't mention Mr. Slave at this point. At his estate called the Chateau de la Coste. I like to think Mr. Slave came along too. Perhaps he had hidden the passageways 
like I would if I had the means to have a castle. The Chateau de Lacoste was originally built in the 11th century. In the 11th. In the 11th century. And purchased in 1769 by the Marquis de Sade. When I know that he was in the prison from 1768 to 1772. So this leads my correlation sensation tingling, you guys. What is that? I think his wife would have purchased a lair, you know, for the sadistic and masochistic times of mm. debauchery. Yeah, I didn't realize she was so much into the dirty shit he was. The solidification of my correlation sensation was made when I realized who spent time with Marquis de Sade at the Chateau de Lacoste. If you don't already know, I am referencing the Marquis's wife, Rene Plage de Saint. This is how when they both are documented for taking part in the debauchery. Now, Source 10 only claimed that an outdoor theater was made for producing some of Marquis de Sade's, you know, plays. If one goes to Source 9, you will read the disturbing story that Marquis de Sade and Rene both kidnapped six children and abused them in 1774. If one goes to Source 1, Britannica, you will have a mention of Rene joining Marquis in the guilty pleasures. I didn't feel it necessary to find details of acts one might find in court documents. I mentioned court documents because Source 1 indicated the parents of the children, who are neighbors of the Saad family, complained to the Crown Prosecutor. Source 9 claimed servants of the family complained of the abuse done to the six children. What I read that is that after this child abuse is that the Marquis fled to Italy in 1774 with his sister-in-law, the Canoness Lernay. My imagination has me thinking that the Marquis was sharing the same bed with the two sisters in much more, like Mr. Slave. He was just a slut. Without mention of what became of Rene during this time, but I do recall that in the documentary uh, in 1774, the mother-in-law of the Marquis was claimed to have given a king or some court uh, indication that the Marquis de Sade should be investigated without any mention of child abuse. It was more directed at the publication of writing some of the Marquis' plays, you know. When I attempted to look up books on the publication dates by this male sapien of the homo, I didn't find much for publication dates of certain compositions. We'll find out towards the end of this episode exactly why we don't know too much about the books and when he published many of them. So, what I did read is that on November 4th of 1776, the Marquis returned to his Chateau Lacoste. All Britannica gave me was that several scandals occurred upon his return. So, he, it said that he only spent two years evading the police of France. Now only to return back to the same castle that he lived in, the castle of castration, of course. I stumbled upon a non-secure website, 
source of level to have a to have a year for when the Marquis went to Italy, which was in 1775, where he wrote a book on Rome, then to Florence and Naples in 1776. A common story is that the Marquis, his mother-in-law, was already dead by 1776. The Marquis de Sade was tricked by a sting operation to get the Marquis to travel to Paris to visit his very ill mother. And they traveled there in 1777. In the February 13th of 1777, the Marquis de Sade was arrested once again, only to be sent to the dungeon of Vincennes, located just east in the suburb of Paris called Vincennes. This castle was constructed in the 14th century, according to Source 12. Once it was a hunting lodge. During the centuries of development for this eight-man structure, in 1552, the cathedral was completed in Gothic architectural style added to this area. There's that term again, Gothic. Still something I suspect to be a species of ape. Void. Yes. You ever find anything else on Gothics? Uh, I know Gothic is a period in architecture. Yeah, but what happens when people say they are Gothic? Uh, they like to drink the vampire blood. And vampire? Wear... What? And wear uh, latex. Latex? Maybe they're of the dark arts. This isn't Harry Potter. What the hell are you talking about? Harry Potter. Dark arts, okay? I'm starting to suspect that gothics don't exist. Oh, they definitely exist. Maybe are bridge dancing. Real. All the authentic gothics, yeah, in that video <laughs> where they're dancing. Even though it's completely <laughs> different, I actually <laughs> think that's uh, industrial goth. Yeah, it's something like that. I can't no. remember what it's called. It makes sense, though. If you think about it, you got the sapiens of the homo. And you have the Neanderthals. Now, you have the Goths. Uh, also, you got the vampire role players. Oh, wait. No, we covered that. Goths were like people who are barbarians in Europe. I think that was Spain. Yes, I believe it was also a period. in Spain. Yeah. Uh. All over the world. Anyways. There are two pavilions, which were added. One was named the Pavillon de Roy and the Pavillon de la Rene. These two structures are said to have been made in the third quarter of the 1600s. Humans used to build things that would last, you know. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Humans used to build things that would last. I yeah. think they uh, cheapened out on materials... For profit. Right. You know, instead of mortar and stones, you have wood, particle board, foam. Yeah, well, if things break, then you just have to repay to get it fixed, you know? And Paint. then they just use the same shit. Rubber. And then it's the same shit all over again. Yeah. I had a roof that lasted 10 years, and uh, my groundskeeper joked that he'd be dead before it had to be fixed. But truth be told, he wasn't, and we had to get it fixed again. Yeah, that's another reoccurring thing. Humans that don't do the job they say they do. 
Then they expect pay for that job. And then, when you find out they didn't do that job, what do you do? You report them to the BBB? Big black booty? And then nothing is ever done about it. I actually got the money back on supplies. Gee, that's nice. A lot of times when somebody's business goes down, they can just restart another one. Yep, and rename it. Yep, and no one will ever even fucking know. Yeah, they sent one person to fix my roof. One person. Oh, how long did that take? Well, he was fixing the spots they didn't do it right. And it still wasn't right. And then we got someone else to do it. And get this, when they showed up, they took pictures of every single thing they put down when they got ready for the day. They know it was there when it was ready. Nice. And then just a while ago, someone tore up my yard because they had to put fiber optic in for the internet, even though it's not my provider. They dug a hole in my yard and then effed it up. They said, oh, we'll fix it for you. Now there's a huge line of dirt. So they never fixed it. I would talk to the to city about that. Sorry, the city about that. Yes. And also the company. They're private contractors, so they're not all the same people doing it. But they should be able to track them down through the company that did it. And I would talk to them and be like, you guys fucked up my yard. You better fucking fix it. Yeah, your tax dollars There's pay no, for that. no way that they can fix it. They did one side okay, but then they had to do a long, drawn-out side. Now, there's no way they can fix it if you have that attitude, Void. They put an ape on the moon. You don't think they can fix a little dirt? A little grass? Yeah. Give them a little bit more credit. Completely. There's nothing to redo. Then uh, like, cut the square and yank it up. They just dug a fucking trench and then... Nice. Fucking assholes. Yeah, so like the other side was perfectly neat and the other side of my yard was neat and the neighbor's side and then that one corner was messed up. I remember one time me and my groundskeeper were trying to get basement fitted for uh, sub pumps and my uh, groundskeeper drew a line like, please cut on this line. I have it all prepared for you guys. And guess what they did? As soon as they started going up and down, all jagged on the line he drew, he said, get the F out, and we did it ourselves. Because my groundskeeper don't F around. He knows when you're doing it wrong and tells you. That's right. He better tell him. You son of a bitch. No, I, I, I literally had to, like, do I have to beat up this guy? Because he was getting in my groundskeeper's face. And we both said, we'll kick your ass if you try and attack us. Because he looked like he was about to throw punches. What a douche. Because uh, he literally said, I know you're doing your job wrong, so quit lying. Now, if anyone asks the old scarecrow lady from the documentary on the tube of you, she would tell you that this dungeon, quote unquote, would have been a punishment for aristocratic humans. It was described as more like a vacation with forced seclusion. Pianos, harps, tapestries, paintings, and so forth would have been allowed to have been brought by the Marquis for his stay in the so-called dungeon. Yeah, so it wasn't even torture or prison, really. Oh, he's a vacation. Like a luxury fucking suite. 
Yeah, let me get away from my wife. Did he run the place like the mob and Goodfellas? I bet you he did. I bet you he had lots of play toys in there. Yes. Everyone sucking each other's cocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very good. Yeah, you want to try that? Just get a big old like line of dudes. Make a train. Yeah. Conga line. Do 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 do. Whoa. Just a whole bunch of dudes, one on his back, one on his stomach. One That'll on his a... back, one on his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a big old fucking pile of them, you know, all over the place. Like a mile long pile of dudes. Jesus, that's a lot of gallons of gin. It's a stinky ass party, if you ask me. I'll just collect all the nut. I mean, I am the nut gatherer. So. Yeah. So, although the description. It's a big jar of spunk. Of this place was that of a posh, spoiled human's form of punishment for trying to cross Source 1, painted this dungeon as a harsh location. The Marquis de Sade had some sort of spat with his jailer, the directing ape of the dungeon, and a fellow inmate named Victor Ricchetti, also known as Marquis de Mirabeau. Some sort of insult was given by Desan to Mirabeau. All I would give about, all I would get about Marquis de Mirabeau is that he was another erotic writer in prison for some sort of indecency. Even though they were similar for being open about sex, they are said to have despised each other. Huh, it's a very common theme, too. I despise you. My dick is bigger than yours. No, man, dick is bigger than yours. That sounds about right. Comparing dicks. No, if you stretch it this way, it looks bigger. Or use that uh, lens, or use, Dish or angle. tuck in your belly fat, or, or, <laughs> because the funny thing is, a fat ass. Yeah, tuck in your belly fat. They do say for every 20 pounds... Over obese, you lose about an inch. So, I mean, you want your dick to be bigger or look bigger, you should probably lose some weight. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which. Plus, I heard something that uh, guys' ears, nose, and dicks keep on growing their whole lives. <laughs> their dicks keep growing their whole fucking lives? Yeah. That's why mine Are is dragging on the floor. That's what the whore at my work told me. I don't think so. I know your nose grows a little bit your whole life, and your ears, and your feet. I think your dick gets wider. It gets thicker? Yeah, I think so. Thicker, more girth. That's yeah, more girthy. More girthy. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Maybe. I don't know. That sounds like hope for a man with a small penis. We don't need any more length on yours, babe. We're good. Well, come on. You're good. No, we're good. Come on, baby. No, I was thinking, though. It's enough shabby, shab, shab. The guys in the prison and how they don't like each other. The one guy don't like the other. Oh, Marky, they saw the, being the sadist he was when they were doing the dick measuring contest. I bet he pretended to be nice. He was like, oh, let me, you know what? We'll make sure that your dick is bigger than mine. Put this device over your penis. 
Yes. And then he probably stretched it till it ripped apart. And then Marquis de Sade probably jizzed all over the place. And he was like, whoa. Yeah, that's what happened. He started stretching the other guy's cock out. And then he was like, oh, my God, this is getting me off. So he got his rocks off. He squirted it all over the other guy's dick while he's pulling on it. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. So, Britannica continues to mention that after some time, the Marquis got conjugal visits with his wife. But that didn't last long, because after some time, for some reason, the Marquis de Sade had felt as if his wife was going to stab him in the back like a true sadist. This climaxed into a fit of rage, described to be out of jealousy. I don't know who the Marquis would have been jealous about. She and the Marquis hooked up with an unknown and intentionally ungodly amount of people of various ages and genders. So him getting jealous is kind of interesting. Well, maybe it had to be like his say. You know, a lot of the story is gone. So it could have been a lot of crazy-ass drama. So all that is said afterwards, according to Britannica, is that the Marquis just retired to a convent. I suppose this is a mental asylum. But I know I can squeeze more juice out of this nasty life. So Source 9 goes on to the narrative that in 1784, just five years prior to the French Revolution, the Marquis de Sade was moved to Bastille after Vincent being shut down. The Marquis de Sade spent some time writing his most well-known book, Les Sauvins, Journées de Sodom. In English, from French, the title is 120 Days of Sodom. This book was written in tiny handwriting on a continuous scroll of paper. I would have thought the scroll would have been just toilet paper by the description. Then Source 9 describes this story as one with four libertine noblemen that come to an agreement to come while experiencing sexual pleasures to their fullest. This is all they said. So I found Source 13, another Britannica article, indicates that this book is said to have had included several months of debauchery. This quote-unquote debauchery was kidnapping several teenage girls to be subjected to rape, torture, and various mutilations in a non-stop orgy. This book is spoken like it is a menu of all sorts of sadistic things you can do to people. I've made the mistake of reading excerpts taken out of the story of this book. This led me down a strong path of distaste for this human. Alas, I was open-minded enough to begin to listen to a free audible reading from the book itself and it is eloquently written, I liken it to Leo Tolstoy's Of War and Peace. I feel as if this book may have a deeper meaning than the shallow representation people have from being triggered. It feels almost similar to me uh, researching this human I currently want to call a prolapse de Sade, rather than Marquis de Sade. Although I have composed an English communication regarding a man of all of his experiences he had endured due to his early experience with sex, nearly everything from then on would have been related to sex if it was related to the Church of Lies because of the early association. I am now interested in covering this book, even though I must endure the menu of acts that I feel have nothing to do with sex, just a tormentuous act associated with sex in the Church which would have been corporal punishment or bullying by those who think 
you are weak because you are five foot two and they have a portrait that makes you look like a pretty little boy, Marquis de Sade. Without a doubt, this reading is designed to induce anxiety to anyone who wasn't raised with these sort of experiences I believe a sadist must have gone through to think of these sort of acts. These acts seem more extreme than what the Marquis de Sade was charged with, and if he did do these acts without repercussion or knowledge of their existence, it would be due to the fact that Marquis would have been letting his guard down while doing the least heinous of the acts, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Perhaps he did do several of these terrible things. It wasn't caught because he was, you know, he had their bodies chopped up. I was going to say, he and probably was high had them. society, too. Yeah, he probably had them <laughs> discarded, you know? Yeah, and the fact that, like, a book was taken out of the prison just before it was destroyed, the 120 days of Saddam, and it was sold to another nobleman, made me suspect that maybe the story had some truth to it and someone wanted to keep it, you know, locked away. Now this sick piece of shit, that is what I'm calling this ape. I know it's hard for me to label someone, you know, for their thoughts and actions. No, this guy was a sick piece of shit. But, you know, I'm going for the rest of this episode, you know, to say sick piece of shit, maybe prolapse this up. So, the story goes on July the 3rd or the 4th of 1789, uh, this fat, greasy, fuck-faced turd burglar shouted down at the group of ignorant pawns in the French Revolution. The shouting was false claims that the prisoners were getting murdered or some descriptions were like throat slit or, you know, beaten up. Anyways, this sort of rioting incited with delusional claims to the angry people earned the prolapse de Sade a trip toward an insane asylum named Sheraton near Paris of July 4th of 1789 in the middle of the night. Just ten days following the shithead's move, Bastille, the place he was taken away from, was destroyed. The gaping anus for a head was happily surprised when he found out that another human named Arnaud de Saint-Maximum found the manuscript that was left inside a Bastille within the walls, which is where 120 days of Saddam is, just two days before the destruction of Bastille, the prison. The actual dimensions of this scroll were 12 meters in length, and 11 centimeters wide. Though the prolapse decided, desired his dumbass toilet paper writing, I have a feeling another aristocrat heard of its existence and wanted it for its safekeeping, like I said. Since I bet the prolapse decided was a target for losing it, and perhaps he didn't want anybody else to know about that story, this scroll was kept for a hundred years in protection of the family. The name of the family, it's Villeneuve Trans. That's a fitting name. What do you think? I think it works. Yeah, Villeneuve Trans. Perfect name for this book. You know, they talked about taking innocent young men in a hot poker and making their assholes a vagina. In a book. So, they basically just had anal sex. 
after the person's asshole was mutilated with a glowing hot poker. Oh, shit. I thought you meant they were playing poker, <laughs> and then they fucked him in the ass. Well, I guess you could say playing poker. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, so they burnt their asshole, and then fucked their asshole. That's some sick shit. Yeah, that's not even all. Oh, God. I don't think I'm ready to hear all this stuff. So, anyways, um, the trans name, I mean, the family Villeneuve trans, kept it for 100 years and sold it off to uh, another sapient of the homo. Guess what country this collector would have come from? France? Right. Obviously France. Obviously France. Spain? Maybe Spain. Okay, I'll give you a hint. There is a stereotype regarding feces involving sex acts. Oh, Germany. Yes. Oh, gross. Yeah, no wonder why a collector from Germany would want to get a hold of this book. I don't know how anybody could actually read this book and get off by it. We're going to try. There are people jerking at the torture documents from the NSA. Oh, that was fun. What? Oh, a bunch of uh, papers of our dirty laundry came out, and a uh, senator was uh, caught fondling herself to reading it about the, all the torture and stuff. You don't think that maybe she was pretending to read it while thinking about some dude she has a thing for? No, because she was uh, privately in the bathroom. I have nothing to say. So, back to topic. The name of this German human that collected insane crap was not given. But the German collector is said to have allowed another human named Iwan Block, said to have been a sexologist human, who published it for the first time in 1904. The book wasn't even legal until 1957 in Britain. In 1929, the Saad family bought back the toilet paper roll. Stupid literature. You think it was used? Ass wipe that was written oh, on? Definitely. That's probably why these, probably, this book had that shit in there. He probably wrote it with his feces. He probably made feces out of, or ink out of his feces. Actually, when they found, when the guards would find him writing when he wasn't supposed to be later on in his life, the guards would take his shit, right? And then he ended up finding a way to carve into the walls of the prison cell. And then they took his ability to do that. Then it got to the point where he was biting his fingertips to write in his blood. Ugh. <laughs> he Jesus liked it. Jesus Christ! He liked it so much he would cut his own self to write in blood and get punished again. Well, it's like the equivalent of harder, Daddy, harder. More like harder, Uncle. Remember, it was his uncle that injured. Well, maybe I mean, not. Sometimes I say harder, Daddy, harder. <coughs> That's and... a normal thing to say. If we're, you're in the uh, cockles of a woman's embrace. That's, the cockles of a woman's embrace. That's a little different than you biting your fingertips to bleed just to write. Sounds like fun. No. Sounds like a goddamn psychopath. Yeah, I, this guy was definitely fucking crazy. Clearly. 
since, what, age four or five, he was with his uncle? Or was it six? How about five, right? Who was a fucking child molester and a rapist and torturer, too. So he watched this shit from a young age. Just to grow up and do even worse shit. Well, I would guess. You never know. I would guess worse because he had to find a way to get his rocks off. Nobility has a long line of treating people like property and doing things like that to him. Because they harness the power of the land, which harnesses power of life, food, and such. So they probably felt superior because they had legal rights. So anyways, at this time when the Sade family bought back the toilet paper roll, this family wasn't even called the Saad family anymore. They were then called the Newells Newells family. The Wales family. The Willies. Ooh, New Willies. The New Willies family. The New Willies. I don't know, it's French. You know, they pronounce things funny. It's N-O-U-A-I-L-L-E-S. The Willies. The Willies. Then, in 1982, it was wrongfully entrusted to another human named Jean Grote with its valuation. Then, this ape man smuggled it over to Switzerland without the knowledge of the New Willys family. And it was sold to a human named Gerard Nordman, who was known for collecting erotica. I don't think one can even call this porn. I don't see how mutilation and humiliation can actually be tied to porn at all. I literally think this is the uh, writing of actual literal smut and maybe snuff. Basically. Oh, it was definitely snuff. They were snuffing fetuses. Oh. Yeah. They uh would tie a pregnant woman with the pregnant woman's mother beneath them in the book. And the woman was tied to a spinning wheel. And she was spun around while someone whipped her. The mother had her mouth open to collect any juices that would flow down. Ugh. Yeah, that that is what that's what got him off, yep. Anyways, Willis didn't want the toilet paper roll to be owned by the Nordman family. So they had a long legal dispute over years. This is somehow said to have been settled by a third party, only said to have been a private foundation, that purchased this roll of booty wipe for seven million euros in twenty fourteen. Unfortunately, to no surprise, the third party went underneath investigation, so the poopy butthole wipe scroll is locked away after a short period of being on display. Either way, Britannica thinks a different book is more famous than the role of butt wipe. This other book was written in 1787, which was an early version of the book titled Justine, which is a book Describing a woman who's eternally optimistic to prove a philosophical standpoint with erotica all up inside of it. In her, she was raped and she was still optimistic. She was tortured. Optimistic. You know, all the fucked up shit that could possibly be done to you. She was still optimistic. This is the portrayal of masochism. 
as in in 1788, the prolapse they saw the Rota book translated into crimes of passion. Looks like an extension to 120 days in Saddam. In 1790, the prolapse de Saad was let out of the insane asylum. After his release, due to the French Revolution, the prolapse de Saad had offered several plays to what was called the Comédie Francaise and other theaters. Although five of the compositions were accepted, not all of them were produced. I mean, many of these plays included incest orgies and all sorts of twisted scenarios. One of the illustrations for one of his writings included what appeared to be a chain of a man standing, having his dick sucked, with another dude just below the cock sucker below blowing the cocksucker, who was then getting blown by another dude, who was then either fingering or fisting some woman in a chair, who was getting face-fucked by another dude. And then all over the room there was other pairs and such. Anyways, the prolapse de Saad was separated from his wife following his release, which would easily be explained by his realization that the prolapse de Saad didn't trust her, and probably brought on by how she wasn't sentenced with him for being a couple of dumb chomos. So rather than being with his manipulated woman of wedlock, he stayed with a young actress named the Widow Quesnet, which is where he wrote the novel Justine, which has my mind thinking that this widow was innocent and eternally kind, even though the narcissistic prolapse de Saad, who I feel manipulated her down the path of accepting his sadistic thoughts and gradually introduced more messed up sex acts over time. You know, first he would have let her denounce Bajibas by stomping on an old crusty cross for butt insertion. Then he probably poke her to bleed and do the wax pulling or wax pouring, probably flagellated. Then maybe he started fucking all sorts of animals. Who knows? Not me. That's weird. Yeah, what did I say? Fucking animals. With who? His other party guest. Party guest? It was this woman he was eloping with. Oh. In 1797, a book titled Juliet was published from the Great Pink Sock. Juliet is a book written about a sex puppet that adopts her abuser's profile. Because of a lot of humans tend to take up traits of their abusers in order to avoid the ridicule of their abusers. To try to be accepted because that's their only form of any type of authority figure to look up to. Because they feel like there's nobody else to go to. Yeah, it's a very common theme. I think there's a term for it. Now. Some sort of syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. I don't think that's the exact name. No, that's not it. It's basically where, like, you just start to pick up their traits and act like them just so you don't have to deal with their bullshit. So anyways, the prolapse de Saad wasn't only a writer on the roles of Buttwife, he also served as a secretary for the revolutionary section of Les Piquets in Paris. 
the human prolapse was also a, a delegate to visit hospitals in Paris. Well, that's the kind of guy you want to have go to the week. He was also put in charge of writing patriotic addresses. Now the prolapse is off. Did have noble parent-in-laws that disliked him and are claimed to have incited multiple investigations leading to multiple arrests of his. We at least know that no in-laws or anyone in nobility would be pleased of his writings and actions he was caught for. The prolapse decide is noted for saving his surviving father-in-law during the French Revolution's reign of terror. Now, if you don't know about the reign of terror, there's a revolutions podcast by Mike Duncan that I feel is well endowed of knowledge about this reign of terror. They chopped off a lot of people's heads. Yes, they did. With the guillotine. La Madame guillotine. So, although the prolapse did all this work with the revolutionaries, perhaps due to his saving of his father-in-law during the reign of terror, and his claims regarding how people are strong or weak, depending on their personality traits, would it have helped his case? I mean, you know, a lot of the revolution was about all men created equal. So he was more or less accused of being a moderate person politically. I would have told every, everyone that he was definitely moderate, not moderate in the bedroom. Definitely not. He was definitely liberal. All the way around. Everything went the way he wanted it. Then in this story, Britannica claims he was accidentally put on an immigre list. This was not good for anyone during the time in one of the bloodiest revolutions with La Madame Guillotine. Everyone acts like the Mayans were so barbaric compared to Europe, even as late as the turn of the 17th century and 19th century, the leader of the revolution during the specified time was Robespierre. He's the man with a thousand robes. He was over he was overthrown a day prior to the scheduled guillotine brought to the prolapse to save. So he escaped execution. Throughout his brief stint of somewhat freedom, multiple writings of which are said to have come from his confinement in solitude. This is the most I mustered when it came to a timeline for publications of his books. This didn't necessarily mean that they were written that year or even that decade, as a matter of fact, just publicized. This is from just a quick search. We have number one, Justine, 1791. 120 Days of Saddam, 1904. See? Publicized all those years later. Then we have Philosophy in the Bedroom of 1971. Oh, yes. Philosophy of the Bedroom, you guys. I jizz, therefore I am. You pretending to deep throat? No, doing funky music. Oh. Oh, nice. Then we have Juliet, that was published in 1979. Huh. No, 1779. Then you have Eline and Valcour, published in 1795. It's said by Biography.com that the master of pink sockness had written at least 15 manuscripts, but many were taken by prison guards, and one of his sons, his eldest, 
burnt a collection of his writings. Some say that the prolapse des Sons had such an attachment that he would go to great lengths to write his thoughts out, and I already mentioned it, with the finger biting and such. Either way, the pink and brown prolapse face de Sade was arrested at his publisher's house on the 6th of March of 1801. Among the confiscated items were copies of both Juliet and Justine, along with notes in the prolapse's handwriting. This is when he was sent out to Charenton, which is another lunatic asylum. So, Britannica mentioned that there were scandals, and I found a mention of a fictional play regarding the Marquis having led a group of inmates to assassinate some other ape. In or outside the prison? In. What Britannica, because there's a lot of famous people inside the prison, especially during that time. Since the changing of hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What Britannica mentioned is that our primary dirty ape man still had his place put on at the Sheraton with the inmates as actors, which has me thinking some big mess occurred in the name of sadism there. This is also the place where this filthy man attempted to write a ten-volume novel regarding something, I bet sex, and other stuff. It's believed that he completed at least two. But those were destroyed in the burning after he died. The one his son did. In 1806, the prolapse had a will drawn up, asking for, quote, the traces of my grave disappear from the face of the earth. As I flatter myself, that my memory will be affected by the minds of men. Well, of course, prolapse said face. Memory of other humans will definitely be affected by their minds. So much even the Smithsonian indicated many people didn't even know who Marquis de Sade was in France until the mid-20th century. Huge disgrace and disappointment. <clears throat> I'd want to keep that shit a secret, too. Yeah. Sick son of a bitch. He showed what the system brought out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't even until the 1960s when France legalized everybody, like, legalized the book 120 Days in Saddam. The last years of Saad's life were spent in in the cuckoo clock where he developed a relationship, you guys. You want to know what the description is of the person he had a relationship with? <laughs> What's that? It was a 13-year-old daughter of an employee at the asylum. No name was given by my sources. And so fucking podcast indicated that he was 70 years of age when he was with the 13-year-old. It was confirmed by Biography.com. The year was 1810. I don't know where the employee was, what they knew, and what the fuck they were thinking, but I don't give a damn. Because in 1814, the nation Francois, Comte de Sade, formerly known as the Marquis de Sade, which all translates to prolapse de Sade, died in his sleep. Probably had an intense dream with a 13-year-old child in it. That's just disturbing. This dirty human showed signs of thought trends moving towards the concept that the strong overcomes weak, which is an old thought, dating way back 
in the Bronze Age or earlier. Probably earlier. But it was very similar to Darwin and Freud, along with multiple sexual thoughts that are said to have influenced Freud. Most importantly to me is that I get to peek into the life that forms someone to be able to grow about in this manner. Most importantly to the medical field, sadism is a mental disorder, or also called a psychosexual disorder, where one enjoys giving people pain. A human named Richard von Kraft Ebbing, known for psychology, is credited for coining the term sadism. I think I'm done with this eight man actually. I mean, I was interested in a deeper thing. I thought maybe. I think we need to move on from his sick fucking shit. I I can't take any much more of this. I think, yeah. But I'm saying I think maybe the nobleman that purchased 120 days of Saddam, you know, to keep it for 100 years within his family, might have had something to do with the stories inside the manuscript. Yeah, that's, maybe you should look into that. Yeah? Yeah, it'd be interesting. You don't want to cover all his books? No, not really. I, I'm not very interested in listening or talking about this stuff. You don't want to hear about making a bunch of people, you know, wear leashes and collars and bark like dogs and make them eat shit out of dog bowls? No, not particularly. That kind of stuff is actually a little traumatizing and disgusting and... You don't want to hear about cannibalism on boobs? No, thanks. How about you, boy? Nah. Didn't you say something about how he wrote about the babies being, like, hung over the mother's neck? Oh, yeah, they would starve. Cord yeah, they starve would starve them. Cut out the fetuses with the umbilical cord still attached. Wrap, tie them around the, the woman's neck. Starve them in the room to see if they will eat their own fetus. Yeah. Jesus, that's messed up. I I honestly don't want to talk about this guy ever again. Yeah. Like his yeah. his fucking aura, his energy is so dark and so evil that it makes me feel sick. Yeah. Uh yeah, I got really sick when I read the part where he cut the skin between the vagina and anus and he fist her till shit came out. And mix it around with all the juices. Don't make me throw up. I'm getting dizzy right now just thinking That's about it. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I don't want to hear about this anymore. What about... You better stop. <laughs> what about where the knives are, Gork. What about the group of women that were made to not take a shower for a whole week? Then their master came to lick their holes clean while whipping them with whips that they had been soaked in piss and shit. Oh, great staph infections for I everyone. I mean, the fact that the owner wanted to lick them clean, that says more. Yeah. That's like, I mean, come on. That seems more like he was more of the. He the wanted to be punished. Gimp. Yeah. I don't think. Tasting shit would be too tasty, you know? No. Or a dirty-ass vagina that hasn't been washed? Yeah, probably blue waffles. 
Yeah, or all vinegar. Oh, breakfast. Black waffles or brown waffles. Ugh. They're darker than blue. Disgusting sextapades. Yeah. I don't know. This kind of makes me want to do anatomy again, you guys. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, or maybe we could, like, look up, you know, real sex stuff, not this disgusting. Well, I mean, like, Absolute. tying each other up and whipping each other's normal until you yeah. get into sadomasochism, where it's like you're uh, filleting them. people. Doing, yeah. Like a little bit of smacky packy is okay within reason of non uh, malicious and yeah, like being spanked or you know handcuffed yeah, or being silly. You know, a little whip. I I wouldn't mind a dog collar. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a gym mask and a toilet seat. A leash, you know, and being like told what to do. But yeah, boy, can you stop taking showers for a week? No, just no, disgusting. No, no. Come on, boy. No, no, just because you read I want the book to. doesn't mean you're going to do it. Come on, Void. No. He wants to lick your ass clean. No. After no, a I week. want the, the lint from your socks. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to suck between his toes. Oh, great. Mm. Toe jam and Earl. That's, that sounds delicious. Toe cheese. Oh, can you make toast? And then we can have the toe jam on there. <laughs> that's oh, sick. God. I think that's someone's different feet only fans. Smashing up butter and putting on toast. Blech. He wants your don't knock it till you try it. He wants it, a buddy. foot job, and you can use your toe jam as lube. Yeah, make sure to do some grounding. I want some warts on there for me. Some what? Warts. No, but what did you say before that? Grounding. You know, barefoot outside. Oh. Yeah, put your bare feet in the soil. I don't have bare feet. Yes, you do. I've seen those things. You have bare feet, baby. Oh, I have hobbit feet. No, I mean, like, you have the bare feet with the claws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. One of my coworkers has hammer toe. I remember once you were at a uh, pool party, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. What is hammer toe? Hammer toe is when you uh, hammer time with your feet. No, your uh, oh, uh, your nails get so fucking hammered down that they start growing all weird ways. It looks like a goddamn tree stump. That's fucking weird. That sounds like a sadist thing. Yeah. He oh, was no, made to walked, stay away from she, his toes till they grew so long they tortured him. <laughs> and then he bit the toenails off. Ha, 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 ha. She dragged her feet because she had a stroke, so... It just grew the yeah, way she, she had wanted. this stroke with her feet, huh? Yes, oh, she, she had an actual stroke. Yeah, a physical stroke, right? Yeah. Strokey, 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 no, stroke. No, no, no. With her toes. Now her with her, her toes. Face, uh, went numb. In their so nose. Her left side doesn't work right. I know someone who had a stroke. Oh, uh, she can't stroke with her left side now? No, she can now, but I'm just saying, it at first, it and it. My uncle had a stroke, and now he's half retarded. That's what he deserves for being a chomo. Good for him. Yeah, he deserves it. Fuck that guy. Yes, fuck you. He's a piece of shit. What my my mother's boyfriend caught him jerking off while they were having sex. 
outside of her bedroom door. How fucking sick is that? See, it was oh, incest, lovely. At least it was just your mommy's love void. No, this this was your not grandma. Your great, not your great uncle, boy. And your grandma. Your grandma's yeah. boyfriend walked out of my mom or your grandma's bedroom door and my your uncle or great uncle was jerking off to listening to them having sex. Was it her brother or my his brother? my mother's brother? Oh God, lovely! Just How lovely. fucking disgusting! Sorry, he's not a reincarnated uh, poop sock. Oh, he's a re something. That's fucking sure. That stroke made him a re something. Slow had, ass fucking dumb motherfucker. Had, uh, mental issues like uh, oh he did. Say. He no he had mental issues. Is He's, that what we're calling a retard now? He was Re-something? born autistic, except it wasn't autism back then. He didn't speak until he was like four years old. Wow. And he was. Uh, oh, that's not thing actually. Don't make fun of me. It. It's just a long list of things that oh, happen. I'm not making fun of it. I'm making fun of my uncle who's a child molester fucking weirdo piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. So, if you like this episode, go back. Try to listen to as many as you can. Yeah, because this is episode 100. What the fuck are you doing here now? Like them. Subscribe to us now. Well, now. Don't wait. Ever. Now. Proclaim your love. And then rate us five stars so you can get a free t-shirt. Yes. Well, yeah, and show it. Share. Yeah. yeah. You gotta like, subscribe. We're on the Facebook, your mom book. Rate us five stars. On the tube of Yoohoo. We're on mm-hmm. Twitter. Instagram. In the Tick of Talk. One of those. The you talk don't have of to the do tick. all of them. But you can yeah, do all of them. them. And then send us proof of that. Well, send, send this guy here. Yeah, like the player. What you really want to do is give us a good review on whatever player you're using right now. That one. Give us a good review. Yeah, yes. that'll help us the most. Thank you very much. And then you go back to one of the social medias. You, uh, you know, somehow get connected with us and DM us and let us know. We'll give you a free t-shirt that glows in the dark that's a negative of our original cover art. Do you have the picture oh, up on one of your we socials? Have what? The picture of the shirt. Do you have it up on one of the socials? Somewhere. Okay. Somewhere. It's just the cover art is a negative. It glows in the dark. You get what you get. What you get. Okay? You, you don't throw get, a fucking fit. Yeah, don't throw a fit. We fucking have, asshole. We have a new, we have a new tribe member. Yes. He is, he is the nut launcher. Nut launcher? Nut launcher. Okay, because at first I thought you said la- um, nut muncher. And I was like, he munches on nuts? Ah. That sounds like a fun job, too. No, we already got the nut taster. We don't need a nut muncher. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, n- nut tasting. Maybe sounds. nut maybe nut gargler. Ooh, nut gargler, yes. <laughs> you get gargling the nuts we collect for the squirrel hunter. I have lots of nut for you to gargle. I am the nut gatherer, so. Well, we probably won't be because we have a, we have a, a nut launcher, to launch the extra nut at our enemies, no, our the foes. Nuts, the nuts, not the actual nut. We launch what we launch. Okay, you do whatever you want. Yeah, this is my tribe. Yes, it is.
Say it again. It's your turn, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yes. Do you like it when I talk to you dirty like that? Yes, baby. What are we doing? We live in peace. We live See in you peace. Later. Bye bye. <laughs>